We are Slopeside with Stephen Nyman, who's kicking it in Austria, or is the vacation over now, Stephen? Uh, I'm back to work. Yeah, I'm in Dorfkistan, Austria. Uh, we basically rented out the Smart Hotel. Um, they give us a great rate, and it's a great little place in Dorfkistan if you ever want to stay there, if you're ever in Dorfkistan. Um, but we're here, and we're training. We've been training in Schladming and Hinterreit, which are kind of two great training areas. We're right in the heart of racing. Austria is the heart of ski racing, and we're right in the center next to the Atomic Factory, Fisher Factory, uh, Salzburg. It's a cool place. All the big Austrian ski companies are there. Oh, yeah. Hey, we have to say, this is bring, being brought to us by Global Star World Phone. So thank you very much, Stephen. Oh, thanks for connecting me, Global Star. <laughs> now, the photos of that you've been posting on Facebook, it looks like there is now snow in Europe. Um, there wasn't, but now it's it's cold and it's snowing, and uh, this week we're headed to Wengen, and it looks like every day it's going to be snowing. So I'm um, I'm ready for the weather. <laughs> it's it could be a long ride. Wengen is one of the longest tracks on the world. It is the longest track on the World Cup circuit. That's interesting. You bring that up, Stephen, because last time we spoke, it was about Santa Catarina, which sounded like a brutal but shorter course. How long is long? In Vengen, we have another 40 seconds. 40 seconds. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's an endurance test, and you finish the course with this S-turn. It's called the VLS, the finish S, and you're coming into there, legs shaking, barely able to stand on your skis, and you got to whip these turns off. So um, there's a, a lot of preparation. That's what a lot of our summer training is looking at and I think about when uh, I'm hammering away on the bike or bounding up a hill or lifting weights, it's it's that turn that I'm working for because your your muscles are screaming with lactic acid and you're just like, okay, I got to make this thing. I've, I've messed up both my knees on that turn, um, but I've also diced it when the course is shortened, so... <laughs> <laughs> the weather holds up for us. We have a whole week of uh, snow in the forecast, so maybe they'll shorten it. Maybe it'll be just as long, and if it is that long, it could be even longer if the, there's a lot of fresh snow because it's going to slow you down. Oh, so Stephen, that additional forty seconds. I mean, you're up over two minutes by quite a ways. And how do you guys train for this? I mean. I look at other sports, and you know, you're a good sprinter. You're not good at uh, long distance. You've got so much variety in what you do, and you have to be good at everything. How do you do it? It's skiing, skiing's unique, and it's hard to train for because it requires everything. Um, you need explosiveness. You need that endurance. Even though the course is two, two and a half minutes long, you, you need the ability to go all out for that amount of time. I guess if there's anything that's most similar to it, it's, it's probably an 800-meter race. But um, this isn't that linear. This is a very dynamic movement, and you're facing a lot of G-forces, the vibrations. Uh, you're balancing on a thin metal edge. So um, when when you try and replicate that in training, you it's really tough. 
you can't. The best training for skiing is skiing. So in the summer, when we're in a gym, we're basically going through circuits, and uh, we'll, we'll train in the gym, and we'll train our, our threshold level. Um, yeah mountain runs or on the bike, but also we're doing circuits kind of CrossFit style in the gym, say 15 exercises, three, four rounds at 10 to 15 reps for each round at whatever intensity is given to us. And you're supposed to do that at a, at a higher heart rate, at a round threshold. And then when you get done with your round, we go out back and we have a slack line set up and then we got to hop on a slack line under that fatigue and try and balance and remain focused. So that's another factor is the focus factor when you're, uh, when you're hurtling your body down a mountain at 90 miles an hour. So, um, there's a lot you gotta, you gotta work on and, and it's developing those specific skills is kind of what the focus is in the summer. I want to talk a little bit more about that slack line because I mean, I hate bringing myself into this interview, but, you know, doing hill repeats on the bike, I mean, or running lift tower intervals in, in the winter on snowshoes, we're just pushing myself to almost the point of blackout. I mean, really giving it everything I've got, but I don't have that mental fatigue that you're talking about. And if you're doing a, a downhill race, not only are you completely blowing out your legs and your core I mean, you're giving everything you can strength-wise, but then on top of that, you have the mental fatigue. I just, I can't even imagine how you guys do that. Yeah, uh, on a bike, you're not really, it's hard to get to that place where you just like fall over, I guess. And I think that's similar on skis. Um, I, I don't know of anybody that's gone to a place where they're just like, overloaded with lactic acid and they just shut down. Um, I've, I've stumped out. I guess that's when you stump out, but your, your brain's not stumping out. I think there's so much stimulation going on and flying down a mountain the way that we do on a sheet of ice. Um, but in Katarina, I was, I thought I skewed the top pretty well and, and I got into the last third and just lost it. I was just done. And, I, I basically kind of told myself, like, is it worth trying to go into that next zone and and wreck yourself? I haven't really had the greatest run, so I'm not really going to go there, and I'm going to survive and see what I can get out of it. And I just kind of went in a pretty neutral, non-dynamic uh, ski to the bottom, but I didn't quit. Um, there's definitely some guys that just gave up and quit. Um but it's it's uh yeah that that that's there's a danger in the back of your mind and at the end I was I was talking to Axel and I was like hey man have a have a good new year and he's like I'm just happy I made it there and I was like <laughs> tell me about it you know <laughs> and it was kind of nice knowing him who's won every downhill race into that to that point. Uh, he thought the same. He was just like, I, I was having some bad thoughts in the starting gate, and I was having the same one. But I was just like, why am I doing this right now? <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's it's good to be able to pick back up and um, start banging a race that I'm very familiar with. 
an endurance race, and on paper I should do really well in Bingen because I have such great endurance. So um, hopefully I can really put it together this this week. The best I've ever done there is uh, 11th, I think. So I hope to improve on that, and that was last year. Now, what I hear a lot about Vengen is that I'm it's a there. glider's course. Any change in setup of your boots or change in the, the tuning of your skis? Uh, not specifically for that course. I have my setup that I, I enjoy and I'm very comfortable with, and I kind of use that. There's, according to the snow conditions, we'll adjust the sharpness of the edges, but if you're adjusting edges, Devils or anything like that, it changes the whole tempo of your tone. And um, I have what I have, and I go with that. Uh, I have this past week changed my boots. <laughs> it sounds dumb, but back to basically everything that I was on last year. I got pretty mixed up this summer because we didn't have great uh, training. It was all really soft snow, so I kind of shifted everything around to adapt to that. And I realized I'm these past few World Cup races is way too aggressive, and so I've kind of gone back down, and I'm, I'm pretty happy with what I'm feeling, and I've had a good couple days here in Hinterreiten and Schladming, so I'm psyched to get racing. Now, how does your mindset change for the uh, the classics, Val Gardena, obviously the first, and then going into Vengen? Is it a different atmosphere? Uh, Vengen and Kitzbühel have a very hyped up atmosphere. There's a lot of people. Banging gets around 60, 70. Sometimes Kitzbühel can get up to 80. And it's Kitzbühel, they're all in the finish area. So it's just this big big mess of people. Banging such a long course and they're strewn out across the entire thing. It's it's over three miles long. So um, there's some big areas with a ton of people, but it's at night when you're walking through town and there's hordes of Swiss guys with their cowbells ringing, and when you got to go to the bib draw, and you just see the hype, and you hear the hype because you're you're staying in Vengen, and that's where all the parties are, and you open your window to get fresh air, and it's just like, wah, wah. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, oh, got to close the window. Um, it's it's pretty cool that how psyched people get at our sport. Now Switzerland, there must be a lot of cowbells out on that course. Lots of cowbells. There's like these bands, kind of like football games. People have their full-on dress-ups, themed bands. They come out and play classic rock covers, but they're marching bands. They're pretty cool. And uh, one year they they look like Beetlejuice, and the next year they look like <laughs> I don't know some Jurassic Park animal. <laughs> they're, they're fired up about it and. Uh, and they they'll march all night long just playing music, so it's pretty fun. Now, are there some stretch- they're out there? They've been out all night, and then they're out there when you're getting on the train at seven in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> like, what are you guys on? <laughs> <laughs> now, are there some stretches on this course where you can actually relax just a little bit? Um, so there's kind of a few sections. Up top is a really glidey zone but it's not there's no rest uh you 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 have to be pretty accurate but it's fast and you have to be active 
but then you get into the carousel turn and into the uh, uh, what's the jump called? It's basically the jump where you jump off the cliff by this net, and then you go into Canadian Corner, and then into the S turns. And S turns, you're going in there at about 60, 70, and all you're looking at is a fence of net. And you got to basically do a 90-degree turn into another 90-degree turn, and you come out of there around 60 miles an hour. And uh, after that, which is about a minute 20 in, you uh, get a little straightaway where you get a kind of rest. But on race day, it's no rest. It's full-on go time. You're, you're searching for your low talk, and you're searching for all the speed you can get. And then uh, you get into the woods. It's super G turns we call them, but they're just big open downhill turns. And then we drop into the Honigschuss. And uh, the Honigschuss is where we hit 100 miles an hour the other year. And your legs are really burning by then. And you come out of that, go off the hill Silverhorn Sprung, which is kind of the last jump, which leads you into the meadows, into the ZLS, which is the big S turn coming in the finish where you're just screaming and holding on for dear life so um no not much room for rest (laughs) (laughs) doesn't sound like it so what's going through your mind though in that break between the two it sounds like you know really kind of the two sections or whatever where you have that 10 seconds or whatever where are you thinking oh god i need to go faster in this part or i didn't do very good up there what are you telling yourself or are you just totally picturing what's coming up um i i like to focus on what's ahead of me i like to focus on what i have to do what i have to accomplish but usually during that time you're you're in your tuck and you're just feeling your legs burn and you're like wow <laughs> i got another minute of this <laughs> that's Kind of the thought that passes through your head, so uh, you need to kind of throw that aside and focus on what's coming up, and uh, it's pretty funny where your mind wanders in this sport, even though you're on the edge and you're going so fast, we've done it so much that you just kind of sometimes let the mind wander. (laughs) You do. Sometimes, yeah. I'm thinking 60 miles an hour, two ninety degree turns. How the heck do you look ahead? Again, you know, that visualization, you have to know what's around the corner without seeing it. Yeah, it's all visualization in that zone and, and coming up with your plan. Lots of people have tried different tactics. It's, a lot of people just go on straight and just hammer on the edge to the next edge. But uh, some people throw in a wedge there to get a little less speed <laughs> so they feel comfortable. Some people try a little S-turn before the actual turn to help build pressure on their edge. Um, I, I had a cool little thing that dawned on me last year, and, I'm, I'm, and I skied it quite well, so I'm happy to uh, have that in my head and try it out this year. Um, don't really want to explain it, but it's just just my confidence and and basically loading up my leg and being ready to hurdle into there that fast while you're looking at that net you know it's 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 just a daunting vision ahead of you because there's nothing to look ahead at it's looking at and trusting that that's where I need to place my ski and I'll be okay you know now when do you go for your uh bib draw bib draw is the night before the downhill so we'll do two training runs, most likely. 
Oh, I don't know with the weather. It's looking pretty iffy. Lots of lots of snow coming down. So probably get one training run in for sure, and then uh, they'll do the combi the day before the downhill, which I think is Friday. Then Saturday's the downhill, and Sunday's the fall. How are you feeling? You nervous at all? Already excited about it, or just focusing on training? Uh, during the uh, downtime. It's funny, you're just I'm chomping at the bit. I'm 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 pretty uh pretty fired up and and wanting to get back to ski racing, but I have to tell myself, no, this rest is gonna be good for you. So when I'm resting you're like, Oh man, what are other guys doing? There's just, these guys are training, these guys are training and it's like, Am I doing enough? And it's like, No, trust in your program, you'll be fine and once we started training here, I feel great and my body's feeling good and it's getting back in the swing of things and and I realized how important that rest was. So, um, just like just like a dog that wants to play fetch all the time, <laughs> but uh, sometimes you gotta discipline yourself. You actually sound much different than you did after Santa Catarina. You sound very fired up. Yeah, I was a little bummed after Santa, but that happens, and then you just gotta move on, you know. All right. Well, I sure am looking forward to talking with you after this race and uh, really appreciate you taking the time to check in. Thank you, George. Talk to you soon. Stephen Nyman's Slopeside, Boulder, Colorado. I'm George Thomas.